Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith to Live By. I'm Pam Christian, your host and truth advocate. With this weekly podcast, I seek to help us explore current events from a biblical and prophetic perspective, so we, as God's children, can know how He wants us to respond. And if ever there was a time when God's people need His guidance and protection, it is now. This episode will first post on December 13th, 2023, a time of tremendous turmoil all around the world. We've been through three and one-half years of major spiritual warfare. The evil we've been caused to learn about, beginning around March of 2020, is far greater than we could have ever imagined. But I'm here to tell you, it is never and will never be too great for our God. Through Jesus Christ, nearly 2,024 years ago, all of evil has been overcome. Victory over evil is assured, and all we need to do is to align with that victory. Yes, clearly evil still exists. God's plans to eradicate evil completely is still for some point in the future. Whether we realize it or not, the continued existence of evil serves a purpose. But we can live in the fullness of the victory Christ died to give us, even in the midst of our enemies. God has been exceedingly gracious in giving us so many prophetic words of wisdom and insight and specific instruction of what He wants us to do in these very days. Just today, December the 11th, God sternly instructed us to resist, to advance, to take back, to conquer, to arise, to stand, and to hold the line. This is because we are very close to actually seeing the victory that is assured. There has been much occurring that we aren't hearing about because of the control the opposition has over the media. We must never give up. As I've expressed many times and in my recent newsletter, we must understand that any time we give up on anything, we're giving up on God. Because with God, all things are possible. My guest again today is Alex Newman with part two of the podcast titled Fueling Perpetual Conflict. Alex is in perfect position to know precisely what's happening, and as a rare godly journalist, he does not hold back and he's not controlled by the self-appointed elite who have been trying to advance their agenda of tyranny and a one-world government. But before we hear from Alex, I have a Christmas announcement to make. I want to give you some gifts. That's right. Listen to the end of this podcast to learn how you need only send me an email following the instructions I provide, and I will send you a Christmas gift, an ebook version of my first book in the Faith to Live By series titled Examine Your Faith, Finding Truth in a World of Lies. It's endorsed by Josh McDowell and others. That book is an excellent book for unbelievers and seasoned believers alike. In it, I explore absolute truth versus the claim that truth is relative. I explore the idea that all religions are equal and lead to the same God in heaven. And I have a chapter dedicated to each of the five major world religions and one on New Age or secular humanism, so my readers can know the origin of the belief systems and know the tenets of their beliefs to see the vast distinctions among them. Then, using extra-biblical historical evidence, I provide more for my readers to critically determine which religion makes the most sense to embrace and which leads to the one true God. Certainly, this book is excellent for seekers, but many seasoned Christians have let me know this book greatly helped them better understand the reasons for their faith 
which has given them confidence in sharing their faith with others. And because this is an ebook, I can send it to any place around the world. So again, listen to the end and learn how you can get a gift from me wishing you a very Merry Christmas. And the other announcement I want to make sure to make today is to ask you to let me know if you'd be interested in being part of the Faith to Live by Tour in Greece in 2025. For a while now, I've been asking my subscribers to my bi-monthly e-newsletter to let me know where they'd like to travel. And based on what I've learned and the tour guides I have access to, we could have Greece be our first destination in 2025. I need to use this time now to find out if there's enough interest to actually book the tour. So if you think you'd like to be part of the Faith to Live by Christian tour with me in Greece in 2025, please send me an email to faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com with the words Greece tour in the subject line, and then in the body of the email, let me know how many people would likely be in your party. Your email is not a commitment or an obligation. It's just to let me know the interest to see if planning the trip makes sense. Once we have enough people expressing interest in potentially being part of such a trip, then I'll go about getting the details and put it back out there for people to actually sign up. Again, if you want me to put a Christian tour together for 2025, send me an email to faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com with the words Greece Tour in the subject line and the number of people that you would bring in the body of the email if indeed the trip becomes a reality. Okay, now let's hear part two of my interview with Alex Newman. You're a wealth of information, and I'm so glad that you're able to help shed light on all of these things, because as I said, we get focused on what's going on in one area or a second area without being able to have the bandwidth to really understand everything. So you are helping by leaps and bounds. One other thing that's truly troubled me are the number of protests that are going on around the world and growing for pro-Palestinian positions. Would you please address that? Yeah, and I think there are several things going on here too. A lot of these so-called pro-Palestine demonstrations are really just cover for pro-Hamas demonstrations, and that, that you know they're they're having trouble concealing that. Um, and I think part of the reason too is tremendous ignorance. You know, a lot of these young mush for brains on college campuses they, they really don't know anything about Hamas. They just you know they've been told on TikTok that uh, Jews are bad and and Hamas is fighting oppression or whatever. And so oh, okay, well I, I, you know intersectionality and Hamas must be oppressed, and so I'll, I'll throw my lot in with Hamas. Uh, they don't realize that they'd be the first to be put against a wall and shot in the back of the head if Hamas were to take over where uh, they are living. Uh, so that's uh, kind of ironic. But even the whole, you know, Palestine issue, if you want to call it that, uh, is geared toward this idea of fueling perpetual conflict. Um, there, there never has been a Palestinian nation. There never has been a Palestinian people. Uh, this is a modern invention. Um, and, and, you know, people get offended when you say that, like, no, there are people there. There were people there. They're called Arabs. They're part of the Arab nation. And, uh, you know, when, when the British split up the uh, mandatory Palestine into two states, they created the two state solution, right? Uh, they created an Arab country. It was called Transjordan. Now it's Jordan. And they created a country for the Jews with, with the help of the United Nations, the, the state of Israel. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, the, the idea that we need another two state solution, now we need to carve up the, the piece that they allocated for the Jews uh, is is really, uh, I think, very nefarious for a lot of reasons. And, and again, this goes to what I'm trying to argue here, that they want perpetual conflict. They want this to last indefinitely. And so they've now indoctrinated through the United Nations with American taxpayer money, several generations of Arabs 
to believe in this cause of, quote unquote, Palestine, not realizing that there never was a Palestine. There never was a Palestinian people. They were just Arabs who lived in this particular geographic area. They didn't used to call themselves Palestinians. There's no Palestinian language. There's no Palestinian culture. There's no Palestinian religion. It's just Arab and Islam, right? And of course, there are some Christian Arabs there, and I think they deserve an honorable mention. There are Christian Arabs who live in what the Jews call Judea and Samaria. There are Christian Arabs who live uh, in what's known as Gaza today. But the vast majority of the population is just is uh, Islamic Arabs, Muslim Arabs. And so I think that's one of the uh, tools that they're using for deception here. Now, uh, you know, and another thing that they constantly argue is that the Jews stole all their land. The Jews came and stole all the land. Well, yes, it's true. There were Arabs living there. And um, one of the things that they don't like to talk about is that the Arab nations, the Arabs have several nations, more than several at this point, uh, have repeatedly launched full-blown wars on the state of Israel. And Israel won those wars and captured certain territories. And in any other place, in any other time in history, when you capture territory after somebody invades your country, Country, nobody says anything about it. Well, of course you get to keep the land, right? So, so they have this problem, and Israel has been a, a, a trying to deal with this as humanely as possible. But of course, it's a very difficult issue to deal with. Uh, I've heard a lot of proposed solutions. Some make more sense than others. Um, I actually interviewed uh, a very interesting individual uh, on my program. Uh, not too long ago, uh, he's uh, one of the uh, maybe the top expert on uh, Arab culture in the state of Israel. He's a friend of Netanyahu, and he has called for what he, he describes as an eight-state solution. Uh, he calls for basically taking the areas areas uh, within the bounds of this kind of Israel-Palestine thing, if you will, and uh, giving the Arab communities there basically self-government and letting them become kind of like a little emirate, if you will. Uh, so, you know, Gaza would be an emirate and so on. But, uh, you know, one big obstacle to that is, of course, the Hamas, which is sworn to exterminate all the Jews and drive them out into the so that makes it very difficult to do that. Uh, another possible solution I've heard, and I spent about uh, an hour with Moshe Faglin last time I was in Israel. He was at the time the uh, deputy speaker of the Knesset, uh, very, very uh, religious Jewish Zionist. Um, you know, he actually has a lot in common with kind of the liberty movement in America. He's, you know, he, he likes uh, Ron Paul. He actually is is uh, vehemently against American aid to Israel. Uh, that was one of the big points he made in our interview. Stop sending us money. We don't want your money. We don't need your money. Uh, the only reason that the government continues sending the money is because you want to tell us what to do. And uh, he argued that it's uh, very harmful to the state of Israel to keep getting all this American aid because then you have people like Joe Biden saying, well, then don't do this, do do this. And then they have to go, you know, beg Joe Biden for permission to, to drop a bomb on their enemies and on Hamas headquarters and things. So they were very upset by that. But one of the things that he proposed was uh, allocating a, a large fund from the government to pay Arabs money to go move to another Arab country. So move to Egypt or move to Jordan or move to Iraq or move to well, Syria is probably not a very nice place to go right now, but move to any one of the Arab countries around there and they'll pay you money to do it. It'll be a voluntary transaction and, um, you know, that that's uh, another interesting idea that's been proposed uh, lately. He, he's been kind of saying things that, uh, you know, I, I, sh I struggle with. He's, he's I've seen him call several times now for turning Gaza into a parking lot. And, um, you know, frankly, I, I'm a little bit uncomfortable with that. We're talking about innocent children in many cases. We're talking about women. We're talking about Christians. You know, I, I don't think um, turning any people into a parking lot is an appropriate response. But you, you do have to deal with Hamas. And uh, very unfortunately for civilians in these territories, 
Uh, Hamas likes to use them as human shields. They like to put their rocket launchers in mosques. Yeah. They like to put their rocket launchers in hospitals yeah. uh, so that when Israel drops a bomb on their rocket launchers, they can say, oh, man, those evil Jews are bombing our hospitals. Well, that's because you put your rocket launcher there, you goofus. So uh, it, it's a very difficult uh, problem to deal with. And I don't know that there are any solutions. And I think they designed it that way. But one thing that I think from an American perspective, should have happened ages ago. We need to stop fueling this conflict by giving so many of our billions of dollars to all of Israel's enemies as a good starting point. Uh, I, I saw the numbers. We gave Israel, I think, $6 billion, and we gave all their Arab enemies like $15 billion. Why in the world would you do that? Why in the world would you give all this right, money right. to governments that have repeatedly uh, expressed hostility to the Jews, to governments that have repeatedly waged war on the Jews. There's no reason that our hard-earned tax money, actually money that they're borrowing from the communist Chinese, should be used to prop up these Arab regimes, especially when uh, they won't cooperate and, and help these Arab communities that uh, are needing assistance. They won't allow any of these Arabs to go resettle there. Uh, it's just grotesque. And then another one, why in the world are we continuing to fund the UNRWA, the so-called relief agency for quote-unquote refugees, uh, when we know what they've been doing? They've been doing it for years. They're, they're printing all these silly textbooks telling these Arab kids that the Jews are evil and they need to be wiped out so Palestine can be free from the river to the sea. Uh, this is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous for American struggling American taxpayers to borrow money from our biggest geopolitical enemies to send it to the UN to print textbooks to teach Arab kids to kill Jews. It's disgusting, it's outrageous, and it needs to stop. Absolutely. Now, a deep breath. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. and then I want to ask you how you would tie this all together. We know that this all has to do with the efforts for a one world government. That's become clear. And I praise God for revealing that to the common people over the past three years. So how would you tie all of this up in light of scripture and the present time on God's timeline? Well, that's a, a very good question. And um, you know, I think when you start getting into the eschatological realm, um, it needs to be approached with a profound sense of humility and a profound sense of our own inadequacy when it comes to fully understanding all these things. I think if God wanted to make it crystal clear, he would have made it crystal clear. And so I know there are a lot of different uh, views on how this all relates to eschatology. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I would say I'm I'm at a place where I have my own opinions, but they're just opinions. And, um, you know, I, I don't know that I am the most qualified person to speak on all of this. Uh, you know, we know, generally speaking, from an eschatological perspective, some of the things that will come. Um, you know, a, a lot of people like to focus on the Antichrist and the satanic one world government, and, and I don't have any problem with that. But I think more importantly than that, we need to focus on the end, right? What comes after all of that? Because a lot of people really, they start getting worried. Who's the Antichrist? And what am I going to do if I won't take the mark of the beast? And, you know, I, I think all those are legitimate things to think about and legitimate concerns. But we need to be focusing on the end here, which is Satan is going to be crushed. All of this evil is going to be stopped. Satan and his minions are going to be cast into the lake of fire. And Jesus Christ is going to rule and reign, and we are going to rule and reign with him. And so uh, I think we need to be really encouraged by all this. Uh, you know, God has given us clear instructions for what we are to do. Uh, we are to disciple all nations. We are to preach the gospel. We are to baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We are to teach them to obey all the things that Jesus Christ has commanded us. And uh, and certainly, I, I think there's a great value in studying eschatology. Almost a third of the scripture is prophecy. And so God put it there for a reason. Uh, a lot of those prophecies have already come to pass. And so when God says it, you can take it to the bank. Uh, sometimes prophecies have dual functions. Sometimes 
one version of that prophecy has already come to pass, and there will be another future fulfillment of that prophecy. And so uh, these are incredibly exciting times to be alive. I do encourage everybody to be studying scripture, Daniel, Revelation, uh, Isaiah. You know, these are all uh, really, Ezekiel, these are all really good books to be studying if you're interested in the prophetic implications of all this. But, uh, you know, I do think we also, we need to focus on the instructions that God has given us. We are the body of Christ. Um, we have uh, many members. And uh, each of the members has been given and blessed by God with a variety of different talents and skills. Um, and so we need to be utilizing those for the glory of God. And uh, if uh, understanding prophecy, eschatology is your forte, then, uh, hey, get busy doing that study and then uh, share your findings with God's people. This is uh a fascinating time to be alive. And um, I'll just leave it at that, Pamela. I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's an amazing time to be alive. And we are about to see God's hand, not his visible hand, but his visible intervention in the affairs of the world. Alex, how can people follow you? What can you offer so that people will know where to find you? Uh, well, thank you, uh, Pamela. I appreciate that. So uh, my personal website is libertysentinel.org. Sentinel is S-E-N-T-I-N-E-L.org. It's got to be .org, not .com, .org. And uh, people can sign up for my free weekly newsletter there. We usually send uh, two, sometimes three um, emails per week, just with the most important stuff going on in the world, uh, highlighting you know what we think is important that the fake media is missing. Um from a biblical perspective, obviously. Uh, so we encourage people to sign up for that. Uh, we've got publicschoolexit.com. I'm the uh, volunteer executive director. If you or your church need help uh, rescuing children from the government's indoctrination camps, uh, we are standing by. We've got a paid staff in California uh, to help with that. We're doing a lot of work on that. I'm senior editor of the New American Magazine. So uh, I will be covering this upcoming climate summit uh, in the United Arab Emirates for TNA. You can find it at thenewamerican.com. And then I write for a lot of different publications in the United States and around the world. But I, I try to post a representative sample of that uh, on my website, LibertySentinel.org. I'm doing a show called The Sentinel Report and a nationally syndicated radio show called Behind the Deep State. Uh, that's once a week. The Sentinel Report is three times a week. And if people want to find that, they can uh, go to LibertySentinel.org. We post uh, links to all of that. So thank you again, Pamela. Absolutely. And one last thing. How can we get a copy of your book as soon as it comes out? Uh, we will be announcing that through the newsletter. Um, it will definitely be for sale at libertysentinel.org in our shop. It'll be for sale at Amazon and wherever books are sold. And so uh, we this will be the first one that I'm self-publishing. So that's uh, that's exciting. And um, we uh, we encourage people to stay tuned for that. Uh, I, I really do think this is one of the most important subjects for God's people to be thinking about is the education and the discipling of our children, the next generation. Um, you know, we're all going to give an account to God for how we raised and educated and discipled his children, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not our mm -hmm. children. We're just mm -hmm. responsible for them for a few years. And so uh, I do believe this is a critical subject, and uh, we'll be making some more announcements on that, Pamela, in the weeks ahead. Great. Alex, I plan on having you back after probably the end of the year. I believe a lot's going to happen between now and then, and I will look forward to your take once again. Excellent. I appreciate it so much. Thank you, Pamela. God bless you, and thank you for all that you do. Thank you. Alex spoke of the United Nations financial support of people who are referred to as Palestinians. And I spoke about this on my podcast that first posted October 18th, 2023. I encourage you to listen to that one to understand more about the background of the so-called people of Palestine. This particular podcast is among those that have had the highest number of downloads, so I'll have a link for you in the show notes. 
There has been a tremendous amount of propaganda about the existence of Palestine that has fueled the recycling of false information, keeping many people of the world supporting evil when they think they're supporting good. The United Nations Relief and Works Agency is specifically for so-called Palestinian refugees who are registered with the organization and the generations of family members who are born afterwards. This is the UNRWA Alex spoke about. I want to be clear here. I want all people who are truly in need of support to have the help they need available to them. But whenever people create agencies under the guise of offering humanitarian helps, when, in reality, they are political propaganda machines, I am not in favor of the whole effort. We have to keep in mind the true history of these Arab people who claim to be Palestinian and understand why the United Nations would organize an effort to specifically assist this people group for the past 74 years. Again, I recommend my previous podcast on the subject for more details, but in brief, Palestine was a region in the Middle East. It never was a state or nation, neither has it ever had a government or military. The region of Palestine was part of the promised land God covenanted with Abram, then confirmed through Isaac and then Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel. The Israelites actually entered the promised land around B.C. 1250 and had dominant occupation of the land until the Romans forced them out in 70 A.D. Then the Romans renamed the region to Philistina, which evolved into the name Palestine. And this name was intended to be an insult to the Jews, referencing the Philistines, who had been their ancient enemy. Throughout history, the region has been ruled by numerous people groups, including the Assyrians, Babylonians, Persians, Greeks, Romans, Arabs, the Fatimids, Seljuk Turks, Crusaders, Egyptians, and Marmelukes. During the time of the Ottoman Empire, which was 1299 to 1922, the Arabs controlled the vast majority of the land surrounding Israel, and many Arabs peacefully lived within the boundaries of the Promised Land. In the years of 1847 to 1947, Jews were looking to form an independent state, ideally in the region of their ancestors. World War I brought about the collapse of the Ottoman Empire. In 1917, Britain was in control of this land and signed what's known as the Balfour Declaration, which established a national home for the Jewish people in that region of Palestine. Arabs did not want this, and hostilities between the Arabs and the Jews began. In 1948, after World War II, Israel became an official nation. This was still not accepted by the so-called Palestinian Arabs, who began a war with Israel in 1967, which Israel won that gave Israel total control of the land. In response, Palestinian Arabs formed a group known as the Palestinian Liberation Organization intent on ending Israeli military occupation in the Gaza Strip and the West Bank. From this, another more extreme group formed known as Hamas that's been labeled as a terrorist organization by virtually everyone except the United Nations. According to their own charter, the aim of Hamas is to fully wipe out Israel and all the Jews around the world. The conflicts in the region since 1948 and the intervention by the United Nations and other governments caused many of the Arabs to leave the region of Palestine and the anti-Semite world sympathized with them, creating the propaganda that they were refugees, when in reality they never had a nation or a state. The very definition of the word refugee 
is a person who has been forced to leave their country in order to escape war, persecution, or natural disaster. Again, Palestine as a state was never established. People who identify as Palestinian have no state or nation. Rather, they are simply a people group. So, the question remains, why would the United Nations provide support for a people group that is not a nation? Application of the word refugee to these Arabs who fled the area came under question by Joan Peters, author of the national bestseller from Time Immemorial, The Origins of the Arab-Jewish Conflict Over Palestine. I recommend this book, and I have provided you my Amazon affiliate link in the show notes to make it easy for you to get a copy. Today, there are some 5.9 million people registered as Palestinian refugees eligible for UNRWA services. Many issues make this humanitarian effort suspect to me. First is that the actual facilities of the UNRWA have been repeatedly used by Hamas Palestinian terrorists for military purposes and staging grounds, weapon depots, and hideouts. The UNRWA is entirely funded by donations, mostly from governments. In 2022, the United States was the largest donor to the UNRWA, and the United States has recently increased aid to the UNRWA to $223 million annually. And the United Nations has publicly revealed they do not consider Hamas a terrorist group. And that consideration is just one of the 10 pro-Hamas positions the United Nations is known to have. You'll want to use a link in the show notes to read the article about the 10 pro-Hamas United Nations positions. I am very selective where I get my news about Israel because of the rampant anti-Semitism and the gross ignorance and misinformation about the so-called Palestinian refugees. If you are interested in the source that I trust, see the Times of Israel, a paper that comes from Israel itself. You may also want to learn about the actual events of war from the Israeli perspective. Times of Israel is also producing a mini-docuseries, which you can see using the links in the show notes. And Amir Sarfati from Behold Israel can be found on Telegram and the Internet. He is a wealth of first-hand knowledge who independently produces media. One of the sources I had trusted and absolutely no longer do is David Sorensen and his website called Stop World Control. In the past three to four weeks, I saw two different videos from him that were spreading gross misinformation and fueling the fire of anti-Semitism in major ways. He was recently interviewed by Mike Adams, and I was so upset about the lies and deception spewed that I contacted Mike, although at this point I've not heard back from him. And as of today, December 11th here in the States and December 12th in Israel, I've uncovered several troubling headlines. I'm going to share them only so you can be informed and be in prayer doing exactly what God has instructed us to do through his trusted prophets, and of course, in his written word. Through Julie Green this morning, God sternly instructed his people, stating, quote, This is the time to resist, to advance, to take back what is rightfully ours, to conquer, to arise, to stand and hold the line. God said, This is the time to fight back with a resolve to never surrender, never submit, never bow, never back down, or comply to a lie, or to the enemy's plans, plots, and schemes, their laws, or their government. And Julie Green reminded us that our God is Jehovah Nisi, our banner, 
our warrior, and victory. Also, before I share the headlines, I remind you, God has told us repeatedly, things will get worse before they get better. And when this happens, and we even find ourselves in a time of darkness, we are to know this is God's doing. And as his people, we will be protected just like the Israelites were kept safe the night when the death angel was in Egypt to deliver judgment against Pharaoh. God has graciously forewarned us again and again so that when events unfold as he has revealed, we do not panic, we do not fear, but we rejoice in the goodness of God and continue to conduct the spiritual warfare he has instructed us to. December 12, 2023, the headline most troubling was, Hamas threatens to kill every hostage if demands of the resistance are not met. If you have been following, then you know Israel goes out of their way to protect the innocent, whereas Hamas is barbaric to people beyond belief. The absolutely brutal and horrendous treatment of people by Hamas is exceedingly hard to hear. While some hostages taken by Hamas October 7th have been returned, of those who returned, many, including young children, have been horribly abused, raped, and worse. It's believed 138 hostages remain in Gaza, although the IDF has confirmed the deaths of 18 hostages held by Hamas. And Hamas continues to commit war crimes by launching numerous rockets into Israel from the designated humanitarian zone. Prime Minister Netanyahu responds in the article, gauging by all reports the war will soon be over. We all hope so, especially in light of rumors of potential attacks to Israel from the north. I'm very saddened to know the United States has been funding both sides of the Hamas-Israeli conflict. On November 15, 2023, headlines read, Iran receives access to $10 billion thanks to U.S. sanctions waiver. And that was just a one-time allotment for 2023. In comparison, the United States sent Israel $3.3 billion in 2022, which is the most recent year for data. It is absolutely no secret that Hamas is Iran's proxy. Reports reveal Iran provides Hamas $100 million annually and about $700 million annually to Hezbollah. What reason does Iran, which ranks the second in the world for natural gas reserves and fourth for proven crude oil reserves, have for securing money from the United States? I am grateful to have read an article that rightly calls the Biden administration out. The headlines read, The folly of Team Biden's relentless Iran appeasement has been revealed by the Hamas attack. It's clear that anti-Hamas, pro-Iran policy cannot coexist. End quote. Another headline from December 11th reveals Zelensky is to meet with Biden and congressional leaders to plead for additional United States military aid. This is after the United States already sent $1.15 billion to Ukraine in humanitarian, financial, and military support. Also, December 11, 2023, I learned from Zeka Talaviz, and I'm not sure I'm saying that right, quote, the Israeli Defense Minister Yoav Gallant declared, quote, Hamas is on the verge of dissolution. The IDF is taking over its last strongholds, end quote. The article continues, Hearing this announcement during Hanukkah, a festival symbolizing light and hope, brings a sense of promise and optimism for a future of peace and security, not only for our Jewish brothers and sisters, but for the world of godly people. However, 
The reality on the ground is still very troubling. The IDF's invasion of Gaza has led to 559 soldiers wounded since its inception, and tragically, they've lost an additional seven soldiers earlier on December 11th. The IDF is currently in the second stage of the operation, necessitating the continued service of reservists. In addition, Hezbollah has warned of a new escalation in response to intensified Israeli actions. Earlier today, at least six rockets were fired from Lebanon toward northern Israel, with the IDF responding with artillery fire along the Lebanese border. End quote. Rick Rene from Blessed to Teach started his program about this mass Hamas surrender. You'll find a link in the show notes. In the days to come, we can expect greater deception, misinformation, and lies as the evil cabal is panicking. But God also provided an extensive word through Amanda Grace recently, which you should watch. It's titled, Divine Declarations, Shaking the Nations, and the Joy of the Lord. And joy is actually an acronym for Justice of Yahweh. And in the word, he says he has already begun administering his justice. The link is in the show notes. You will not be deceived if you remain in truth, seeking the Lord for his word. I thank you for allowing me to be a truth advocate for you, and I promise to always do my best to bring you truth and help you in these unprecedented days. We need God, and we need each other. Next week, I will have part one of my interview with Prophet Barry Wunsch, also known as the Canadian Hammer. And as always, my goal with this podcast is to help us gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Barry is an amazingly anointed and humble man of God, who I am very blessed to be acquainted with and for him to be willing to be on my podcast. This concludes my podcast for today. I really do put my heart and soul into these podcasts, wanting very much for you to know the truth and to find the strength of faith you need in these very dark days. Won't you shoot me an email letting me know how this podcast impacts you? My email is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. I sincerely welcome your communication. If this podcast blesses you, and I certainly hope it does because you are the reason I work as hard as I do, would you consider partnering with me in my vision? You know my whole goal is to help people discover and live in life-giving truth and to experience all the hope truth provides. You can, and I hope you do personally, share truth with others on your own. But have you thought about how many more people you could reach by partnering with me? Help me grow this podcast, get my books into more people's hands, and talk me up to others to get me more speaking engagements and increase this podcast audience, then together, as partners, we will be making a much greater impact than we can on our own. There are several ways you can choose to partner with me. Certainly, telling others about me and my ministry, along with prayer, is top of the list. There is nothing as powerful as personal endorsements or word-of-mouth referrals. Buying my books and products is another way. All of my books in the Faith to Live By series were written to help people better understand the Christian faith and how to successfully live it out. The first book is Examine Your Faith, Finding Truth in a World of Lies. The second, Renew Your Hope, Remedy for Personal Breakthroughs. And the third is Revive Your Life, Rest for Your Anxious Heart. There are two more in the series about the end times. The first one is Prepare for the Harvest, Confidence in God's End Time Promises written for Christians to properly understand God's plans for His people during the end times. And the other is Prepare for the Harvest, God's Challenge to the Church Today. It's written to help church leadership be ready in every way possible for the long-prophesied B 
Billion Soul Harvest. Visit my website and get any or all of these books with a deep 20% discount by using the word TRUTH at checkout. I also welcome donations, but for now, they're not tax deductible. However, I'm working on that, so listen in the weeks to come and you'll learn more about how you can support me through donations that will be tax deductible. Supporting the businesses I feature as affiliate partners is yet another way you can partner with me. I seek to find affiliates who can offer you goods and services you need, and I have some very exciting money-saving America first goods and services you will not want to miss out on. Newest to my affiliate list is a company I'm exceedingly excited to introduce you to. If you're like me, you're tired of paying very high prices for cable television, and you've been waiting to find just the right company who shares your values to replace your cable service. Well, I found it. It's called Q Streaming. They provide over 3,000 channels, including live TV with local stations from across the United States, U.S. networks, sports networks, movie networks, and pay-per-view events. You get all that for about half of what most cable companies charge, and there's no contract, just a monthly subscription. Using the link in the show notes, go and look around and sign up to start viewing the programs you like for a fraction of what you're paying now. All while supporting a Christian-owned and operated company that exclusively uses word-of-mouth advertising so as not to spend money on commercial advertisement that supports the woke movement. And don't forget, when it comes to your health, I also have affiliate partners Mfinity and Dr. Zelenko's Z-Stack supplements. You can learn more on the affiliates page and the information in the show notes. Also, there's Operation Tomahawk, which Scott McKay started. It's a subscription program that allows you to get your household and personal care items from a company that is American-owned and operated because we don't want to support the deep state. And regarding your finances, I want you to know about Dr. Kirk Elliott. He's a personal wealth advisor who offers free consultations to understand your financial goals and help you reach them. When you purchase my books, products, or services, or products and services from any of my affiliates, you get something you want, and at the same time, you support me. It's truly a benefit for all of us. So why not shop for yourself or to get gifts for friends and family? Your support is greatly appreciated. All affiliate partners' information is in the show notes, and I have a dedicated web page where you can learn even more, and you can hear the interviews I've conducted in the vetting process. Of course, you need to do your own due diligence to make your own decisions what to purchase, but to help you, I am researching companies and interviewing their representatives and using their products or services myself to provide you a personal recommendation. There's a link to all the interviews in the show notes. I sincerely hope you appreciate my dedication to you through these podcasts. Let me know how this podcast impacts you and what you're now doing in response to the equipping you've received through me. Again, my email is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. If you like the content and resource material I bring with this podcast, you'll find much more by connecting with me through my blog. In fact, my blog has been awarded two unsolicited awards for Christian content. And I'm very active on social media. I can actually cover more on social media than I can with this weekly podcast. And to receive even more, please be sure to check out my dedicated podcast listeners page called Beyond the Podcast. Here's where we can connect exclusively, and you can download complimentary devotionals, resources, and more. And on that page, I also ask you to help me learn more about what you want by completing the form visible once you scroll down the page. And I would especially appreciate you subscribing to my complimentary bi-monthly e-newsletter. As a new subscriber, you can choose one of three gifts I offer in appreciation for your subscription. Subscribing will make you a preferred member where you will receive special announcements and offers not available to others. 
Depending upon where you listen to my podcast, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. Your review helps the show reach more people, it helps spread the gospel, and helps people learn how to better apply their Christian faith. Okay, are you ready to learn how you can get a complimentary copy of my multi-award winning book, Examine Your Faith, Finding Truth in a World of Lies, endorsed by Josh McDowell, as my Christmas gift to you? Well, all you need to do is send me an email with the word Christmas in the subject line, and I will send you my Christmas gift to you, an ebook copy of my first book in the Faith to Live By series. From December 6th, 2023 to December 31st, 2023, if you will simply send me the email with the word Christmas in the subject line, I will gladly send you the ebook. Send your email to Faith to Live By at PamelaChristianMinistries.com. And since you'll be buying Christmas gifts for your friends and family, why not consider giving my books as gifts? If you purchase through my web store directly from me and use the promo code TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H, you'll get a 20% discount on your entire order. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian asking you to remember, Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him.